Welcome to another episode of the Music City Drive-In, brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network. I am your host, Ricky Valera. On today's episode, we're going to continue on with our forthcoming Oscar series. Uh, on today's episode, we're going to tackle the best director and two supporting cat categories. As always, I am joined by my co-host, Jacob. How are you today? Good. I'm tired, but I'm still, I'm here. Made it on time. You did make it on time. I'm very, very proud of you. Um, also, with that being said, are you excited about this episode? Yeah, I think there's a lot of um, a lot of good stuff to talk about, and we're excited to see where everyone's heads at. Yeah, like the one thing that was very interesting to me is kind of dissecting these three categories. It was it was interesting to see trying to figure out some of these fifth slots in some of these categories, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, I feel like there's a couple that I'm pretty confident on, um, but especially with uh, supporting actor, it's just all—I mean, it's just all up in the air right now. Yeah, it's yeah. Whenever I was dissecting some of these and giving my one wish, I I wanted to make an entire category of five on my one wishes alone for supporting actor. So it's it's an intense race, and it's going to be exciting to see where everybody else's picks are across the board. So joining us. I'm surprised she's still talking to me after the criticism of Belfast, but Miss Nicole, how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. You know, I am still deciding if I'm forgiving you for that or not, but <laughs> I'm, I'm still happy to be here anyways. If if Jacob can take it on the chin, I'd probably say no less than a dozen times on some movies. <laughs> then I, He just doesn't believe me anymore. Like he has to wait for me to give, give my score on Letterboxd before he's like, yeah, he's actually telling the truth this time. So the only one that I knew he believed me on was Lighthouse and Uncut Gems because I was literally the only person that hated both both of those movies. And he was just like, you know, well, I hate bad movies. It was funny. I had Tim Cummings on the show the other day and he like ran and raved about how he like made the beta test fast paced around the idea of Uncut Gems. And he was talking about him like, oh, my God, please get me out of here. You're like Mayday. <laughs> But the thing about it is, Nicole hasn't seen Uncut Gems, so she doesn't know what we're talking about. So, Jacob, am I I'm pointing trying. in the right direction? Yep. Am I? Okay, all right. I never know if I'm pointing in the right direction. But <laughs> joining us for the first time on the show, these two amazing film critics in the world of movies, we got Eilina, and then suffer- the other one, Eilina, we have Eilina, but the other one is suffering from heartbreak from Jacob. But she has said... Like Taylor Swift, they are never, ever, ever, ever getting back together. I want to welcome to the show, Eileen and Josie. How are you today? Hi. <sighs> Divorce is hard. <laughs> it is. It is. I, I, I wanted to thank you for coming on because I know this is a very trying to... I also wanted to like... I'm glad we were not in a studio because I know there's potentially a restraining order. This is not going to violate that, right? <laughs> At least Josie has the red album coming. Where's know? legal? Where's legal? Yeah. The timing perfect, was okay. Perfect timing. Yeah. <laughs> but how are you guys doing today? We're doing well. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Happy to be here. <laughs> I'm excited. Is that a National Geographic show? I love that. I love their documentaries. I know that's like completely off the rails, but I mean, oh, yeah. welcome to the show. So. It's still cinema. <laughs> Nature is cinema. And I, I'm sure that's a good segue. <laughs> <laughs> it is a perfect segue. I don't know what this is a good segue to, but I'm just going to, hold on, let me get back. Let me pull up my screen again. But 
So we are going to tackle this the same way that we did the last show. Each person will have the floor to share their current five that they think will be nominated in each of the three categories that we're going to talk about. And then we're going to give uh, each person one wish for that specific category. If you have multiple wishes, I'm going to break the rules because I have multiple wishes for a specific category. I'm going to break those rules. But I am going to kick it off. We're going to talk about the best supporting actress category. And I'm going to let Nicole kick us off this week with her current five in supporting actress. Okay. So I don't think it will surprise anyone. I've not seen it yet, but still. Uh, my number one is Katrina Balf, uh for Belfast. Uh, I feel like she is kind of the, the darling of the predictions right now. Um, and that also corresponds with another prediction I'm going to make later. Um, my number two, and this is maybe me being a little bit just like hopeful, um, is Anne Dowd for Mass. But she has worked in that campaign trail like nobody else. I think she's going to show up to every single voter's house um, and give them a gift. So Yeah, bring them uh, cookies. Yeah, exactly. She's going to come up with like edible arrangements for all of them. Um, my number three is actually Ariana DeBose for West Side Story. I think that she could be their sort of up and coming ingenue nomination this year. And she's having a, a really good year. Uh, then I have Kirsten Dunst for Power of the Dog. I think that that's sort of going to be like the comeback nomination. Uh, and then I have Ruth Nega for Passing because I think that that performance is just sort of undeniable. Uh, do you want me to go ahead and give my wish, Ricky? Please do. Okay. So other than Ruth Nega for Passing, which is also my wish, uh, I personally would love to see Martha Plimpton get into this category too for Mass because I think that Anne Dowd is getting a lot of the attention and Anne Dowd is incredible in Mass. But I feel bad that Martha is being really overshadowed by her because I think that like if if Anne Dowd's performance were not in that movie, we'd all be talking about Martha Plumpton. Um, and so I'd love, I would personally love to see them both get in. Yeah, for me, I think what it comes down to is like Anne Dowd has that last, la like it's that last moment to really just, yep. when she walks back in the room, she just tears your heart in about a trillion pieces. Even though it's already, you're already in like a bunch of tears. It was like, I didn't yep. need any more tears, but here we are. You know what I mean? So, absolutely. all right, Jacob, you're next. Um, so mine's basically going to start the same way. Um, Katrina Balf and, and Dowd, basically same exact reasons um, Nicole said. Um, my number three is going to be Anjanu Ellis uh, for King Richard. Um, it seems like people are really liking it and it might get more than just you know, just Will Smith, which is what people were thinking. So um, apparently she's amazing in it. I can't wait to see it. Uh, my four is Kirsten Dunst. And my five, um, at the moment, I still have Marley Matlin. Uh, I think she campaigned a lot earlier in the year. And I think people, you know, they like her enough. They're wanting to give her another nomination, it seems like. And, um, yeah, so those are my top – five with my one wish would be Jane Howdy shell from the humans um, who I thought was fantastic playing, you know, the same role that she played on Broadway. Um, and I, I love that movie so much. I thought she was just perfect in the role. All right, ladies, you are up. So we conversed, we discussed, <laughs> we have one list. For we both. have a collective <laughs> list. So Ariana DeBose for West Side Story. Uh, most, peop most people know how I feel about West Side Story, but uh, 
Rita Moreno won for that role years ago. And Ariana is Puerto Rican. And I think if anyone deserves that award from that film, it should be her. Um, and I'm watching the movie because of her. So give her the award. She has the right. <laughs> Nobody else. <laughs> um, Marley Matlin for Coda. I loved her. I, I love seeing her. Say less. I, I want her to get nominated. <laughs> um, Ruth Nega for Passing. Um, I really liked her in that film. And I think the talk around her has had a resurgence. Mm -hmm. So that is very possible. Um, I also love Catherine Hunter in The Tragedy of Macbeth. And then we have Anne Dowd for Mass. And for Wish, um, Lamb from Lamb. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's good. That's good. Uh, iconic, obviously. Iconic. Yeah. No, um, so... I put down Olga Meredith for In the Heights, but my real wish, and I think we can agree on this, is Polly Draper from Shiva Baby. Oh, yeah. See, that's what I was, I just, I just wanted one, uh, I, I mean, I was sad you missed, obviously, the, the best actress one, so I was really hoping to get at least one Shiva Baby talk in this, because, I mean, you are the campaign manager, obviously. We, we know that you are the awards campaign manager over there for it so i just love the real like flex over there the tragedy Macbeth flex like that was a flex to me like that was like a, oh yeah i've seen that yeah nobody not not a lot of people have but yeah i've seen I, but it was nice it was nice i dig it yeah um yeah so my did i not i i didn't do a one wish apparently i because i but it is what it is but i went balf dunce down ellis debose as well my one wish would be Plimpton as well. I think Plimpton equally matched down on that film. And and to be honest with you, like I watched the movie again for the like for the third or fourth time. And when I did, I was sitting there watching it. And I'm like three quarters of the way. And it's literally right before she comes back. And I'm like, what did I watch the first two times? Because to me, I was like, Plimpton should be nominated. And then, you know, and then down comes back and it's like, oh, well, that's what I saw. Like, that's what everybody saw. You know what I mean? So it was. <laughs> It was pretty insane. It was a, a very powerful film as a collective whole, but I really can't wait to see Tragedy Macbeth. Like that's my like I saw Belfast now, so like I think Tragedy Macbeth's like the number my next one on my list that I really, really, really want to see. So, all right. With that being said, we're gonna trans transition transition over. <laughs> can't talk. It's like eight in the morning, guys. Leave me alone. What's <laughs> it's best supporting actor? Um. <laughs> Uh, this category is very hard for me. Um, very, very hard. I mean, you know, I'm going to go first just because I, it's my, uh, my part of my show. I don't even know, but my number one, actually, this is not in a particular order, but, uh, Jason Isaac for mass, obviously I think he should win, um, right now anyway. Um, Richard Jenkins for the humans. I thought the performance, I, I don't love that movie as much as Jacob does. I didn't love the performance as much as Jacob does, but obviously Richard Jenkins is a very good actor. And this is not my five because, you know, my five would probably look a lot, well, a lot more different than a lot of these would. Um, Jamie Dornan for Belfast is on my list. I Look, I liked his performance in it, but I really genuinely do not believe that it's it's nominee worthy. But again, I am not um, a part of the Academy or... There would be a lot of different nominees every single year. Um, Bradley Cooper for Liquor's Pizza. I just think the Academy likes some Cooper. I love some Cooper. Cooper needs an Oscar. Um, he should have had an Oscar by now. 
But um, and then the next one, I know the movie has not been it was seen, but not a lot of conversation. And this was prior to me really like, you know, kind of changing my things around. So I'm going to go with this guy right here. I'm going to go Jared Leto for the House of Gucci. Uh, um, but <laughs> House of Gucci. So I I'm to take out the trash. So, I mean, honestly, if we were talking about one wish, we all know this would be my one wish. You know what I mean? But that's the only two pictures I have saved in this podcast. Sorry, guys. But uh, <laughs> it, I'm not kidding. Like, it's it's. Let oh, no, I'm sorry. sorry I thought you guys. had the Annette baby still. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. I apologize. I there apologize. she is. This is my, this was is. my other picture that I have saved. Youth so, performance. I, uh, it's too yeah. early. <laughs> <Annette>. <laughs> Sorry about that. That is the third picture. I only have three pictures. Actually, to be honest with you, I have one Vin Diesel. I have two Vin Diesels, and then there's three Vin Diesels. So there's a lot of Vin Diesels that you could have on your screen at one time. You never knew you need that many Vin Diesels in your life. But with that being said, my one wish, my three wishes for the supporting actor category, um, Ben Affleck, The Last Duel. Um, I thought it was, it's one of my favorite, like, campy performances of, like, all time. When I first started watching the movie, I thought it was literally one of the worst performances I've ever seen. <laughs> but then as the movie continues, you realize that's how his character is kind of written, which is is why I really turned into love it. My other one is Coleman Domingo for Zola. Um, I love him in that movie. I love him in that movie so, 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 so much. Um, he's so good. And he's the, like, he's the coolest guy in the world, too. But that's beside the point. Um, and then uh, Andrew Garfield for the eyes of Tammy Faye. Um, I feel like he was just as good as Chastain in that movie. I do. I really, I thought he was really, really good in that movie. And he went pound for pound with her. So with that being said, I'm going to go Ricky, back down to our, down, look at can that. I go I next, Ricky? Right. What? Can I go next, Ricky? You want to go next? Mm -hmm. <laughs> sure. Go right ahead. Okay. No, I'm going to go next because I have the same five as you. Oh, okay. and, my, <laughs> and my wish is Ben Affleck in the last duel. <laughs> Boom. So yeah, Boom. which is the most surprising thing to me. Um, if if you had told me earlier this year I would be, you know, trying to campaign Ben Affleck for an Oscar, I would have told you you were insane. Uh, but here I am. Um, other than the obvious, which is that I am personally running Jason Isaac's campaign for mass. Uh, <laughs> you know. But I actually I think that's gonna happen. <laughs> Yeah. To be honest with you, the fact that the finding out that Hasaguchi is apparently possibly terrible is really awesome because that means we won't have to listen to Jared Leto be in the conversation again, especially for like maybe. a random. Maybe he at least deserves maybe. it this time. Was he in the conversation last time for being in a good movie? Well, no. I mean, that's the thing. Exactly. That's very true. Very, exactly. very true. I did like that movie. I didn't think it was awful, but. Was it Oscar worthy? Absolutely not. But with that being said, I can't talk about him without us seeing him. So, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just the rules. I don't make the rules. I just, I present them in front of you guys. I also talk about Jared Leto because I don't want to like him to come to my house and like kidnap me and be in his cult. So like, I have to say nice things about him. You know what I mean? So all right, now we'll go down to the ladies here. I can't believe we the same five. I'm pretty excited about that. What do you got for us? Andrew Garfield in the eyes of Tammy Faye. Obviously. Loved him. Um, Woody Norman from Come On, Come On. He outacted Joaquin oh, Phoenix. Give oh. him a nomination. Um, Cody Smith McPhee, because he was 
the only part I liked about the power of the dog. I would like to see it. Exciting. <laughs> so would I'm I. going. Yeah, I'm going Wednesday. Same. Um, I have not seen Belfast, but um, Jamie Dornan deserved an Oscar for Barb and Star, so this is my vindication. The honorary. <laughs> <laughs> and then Vincent Linden from Titan. And my wish is also Vincent Linden for Titan. It's called Manifestation. <laughs> <laughs> so my question to this is this, okay? I don't understand. So Barb and Star was released prior to, no, it should have been released in like this. He should have been nominated for a Golden Globe at least. I mean, we know that the Golden Globes are just absolutely mm -hmm. stupid to begin with, but they should have released that movie in December because he really should have been nominated. Like it was, I love that movie. Like I love that movie unapologetically. Like I have so many clips of him singing saved on my phone that I use <laughs> so many different times of the day, but his performance is so good in that movie. I just love it. Also, everybody at home, if you're wondering, yes, Jamie Dorn does sing in Belfast. It so is. you're welcome. I can't wait. Uh, I was I was wondering. So well, thank you for telling me. You're welcome. So um, that's a good looking man, by the way. I just want to throw it out there. Like I realized that when I was watching Belfast, I was like, this is a good looking man. Like he is. And like I feel like he has another so I was listening to something last night and they were talking about uh they were talking about Jacob's favorite movie of the year, Eternals. And they were talking about um Richard Madden and Kit Harrington, And I know this is completely off the rails, okay? But, and it made me think about it because of Jamie Dorn as well. They said that they didn't think Kit Harrington or Richard Madden are movie stars. Do you agree with that statement? I definitely don't agree for Richard Madden. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> it's just a genuine um, question. Not, not to be, not to be like plug myself but uh madam rady uh wherever you listen to podcasts we discuss Ricky madam filmography and his film star qualities amen rocket man would like a word i mean that, i guess that depends on like how are you defining a movie star like mm -hmm. I, I think well, these are like because they said they watched the movie and never once did they feel like they had a movie star and i'm like did you guys watch ant-man no offense to paul rudd but like paul rudd's a very good actor i don't think i don't consider paul rudd like uh uh a, a movie star you know what i mean but like they've created these characters in the marvel world that we've we've come to believe that i mean if you look at it paul rudd's gotten a lot of work post ant-man you know what i mean like not that he wasn't working before but i meant more like more like real work mm -hmm. you know i don't know if that's a word but whatever i just feel like i when i look at richard matt i feel like i just feel like he's a good a really good actor you know what i mean and i feel like i just it just kind of blew my mind to hear that somebody said that they didn't see movie star qualities. And I, don't, I know the definition of a movie star is different in so many different ways. Like to me, like I consider the rock a different kind of movie star than, you know, like a Richard Madden would be, you know, I consider rock a action star. And I think that he's, he does a, like, he's this, our version of Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sly Stallone and those guys from the eighties. And I think he does a great job of that. You know what I mean? I just feel like he's that type of now star. You know what I mean? Sorry, they to go probably they probably haven't Wait. seen Cinderella. But what? I said they probably haven't seen Cinderella if they are saying that. Okay, Richard Madden uh, in Cinderella is the definition of movie star. Yeah, absolutely. The I good would Cinderella. Say, I only saw the I good did. Cinderella. Wow. <laughs> the only good Kenneth Branagh. <gasps> Don't say that to Nicole. <laughs> I haven't even seen Belfast, but I don't need to. That pain me. 
that pains me. It's okay. At least I don't have my brown mug with me today. <laughs> I've seen enough. I've seen enough Kenneth Branagh. I've seen it all. I've seen one. I've seen it all. Okay. Right. Okay. I'm going to go get some more coffee. Maybe a little bit of tea to enjoy. And maybe some popcorn because I'm just going to sit back and enjoy the rest of this show. I'm just going to cry. <laughs> I, will, I will say I do love his stage production of Romeo and Juliet with Lily James and Richard Madden. Thank you. Thank, I had a feeling. I had a feeling how she got access to that production. No. <laughs> We're live. No. <laughs> Not on Maine. Not on Maine. All right. Call me. <laughs> I got you, Nicole. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, is he oh. serious? Oh, oh, okay. I was like, he went to get coffee. Oh, he really did go. <laughs> no, he did go get coffee. I am out of coffee, which is sad. So that's, it's, oh. but I'll suffer until okay, the Okay, we end just got one category left. Well, <laughs> Ouch. Wow. Did you erasure? She said, you don't like Eternals, you don't yeah. get opinions. That's cool. I'll kick him out of the show for you. No worries. It's all right. No worries. Best, I'm just kidding. So Best supporting actor, Barry Keegan, Rich Madden, <laughs> Brian Tyree Henry. Hey. He was good. The, uh, Brian Tyree Henry was really good. I loved him. All um, right. Five. But no, my five, uh, my number one, Richard Jenkins. I, I loved him. I thought he has, which I hope Ricky will agree with this, but he does have like a big moment towards the end of the movie where you're just kind of like, oh, oh yeah, man. this is like the really good Richard, or not Richard Madden, Richard Jenkins. Sorry. I'm sorry. My brain's been all fluffed up by Richard Madden. Richard, uh, Richard Madden Jenkins. Do that to you. <laughs> um, There's a lot of Richard Madden talk in the last 20 minutes, like 10 minutes. So it's okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Richard Jenkins, and he does have like a very big moment towards the end. Um, and you're just kind of like trapped in this house with him or apartment. Um, my number two is Jason Isaacs. Um, my number three is Cody Smith McPhee, uh, four Sierra and Hines for Belfast. And my five is Bradley Cooper for, uh, licorice pizza. And then, one of my wishes is Troy Kutzer. Um, one of my wishes, because Ricky got a couple, so I'm doing a couple, is Tony Leung from Shang-Chi. Um, and yeah, those are my two. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. We'd love I'm to see you. <laughs> I also want to apologize as the uh, campaign manager for nine days because apparently Sony Picture Classic doesn't know how to campaign it. Yeah. Um, with that being said, I want to throw I, I forgot to mention in my best supporting actress, Zaza Bass, for her role in that. She was brilliant in that movie. Please give that film love. Please, please, please. I have not me. seen it, which is why I did not mention it. I'm well, getting I, an FYC screener of it soon. So oh, I have, I'll finally see it, Ricky. I, I saw it last year at AFI. And mm -hmm. like I championed it then. It's gonna be just like the on the count of three, which Jacob immaturely dropped it out of his, his I'm on three hours of sleep and Even I said it's time to do it. I know it's not coming out this year, but I literally want somebody to log into my letterbox and take it out of my top ten for me because I just refuse because I've seen on the count of three. I mean, I, have you watched it this year? I know. It's like, I did that with nine days. I literally put nine days in my top 10 last year, so I might do it. Because mm -hmm. I watched On the Count of Three twice in a 24-hour period at Sundance. 
And like, I just adore that movie. Adore that movie so much. All right. So moving on to best director. This is the one I'm kind of intrigued by to see across the board who's got what, um, when, where, and how. So I'm going, Jacob, you know what? You go first. You can disappoint us first. <laughs> disappoint. Um, so my first is going to be Kenneth Branagh for Belfast. There you go, Nicole. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Second is uh, Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza. My third um, is Denny Villeneuve for Dune. Um, my four, yeah, my fourth is going to be Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog. And my fifth right now, um, I'm going to go Pablo Lorraine for Spencer. Um, I wanted to go Spielberg just because he is, and if he can get a director nom for Post, uh, I think he can get it for anything. But I'm gonna go Pablo Lorraine. Um, and for my wish, I will say, um, Stephen Karam's direction of The Humans was so so amazing, and then hearing after in the Q and A how he how he actually filmed it and how he filmed like these two level apartments, like side by side and got some of the shots out of it was unbelievable. Um, and then friend Kranz for mass as well. I just thought that, that was, um, that didn't have to be a great directed movie, but he made it a great directed movie. And I think it just elevated um, what was already like a top to bottom, just phenomenal film. Nicole? Okay, so I also have in the first spot my uh, father, Sir Kenneth Branagh, uh, for Belfast. <laughs> um, then I have Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza, uh, Jane Campion for Power of the Dog, Denis Villeneuve for Dune, and then the fifth slot, I literally keep changing this every week um, as we hear different things about different movies, but right now I have Del Toro for Nightmare Alley. Um, we'll see. Maybe I'm just being too optimistic about that um and then as for my wish other than Frank Kranz for mass which is obvious uh honestly mike mills for come on come on that is one of my favorite movies of the year it's currently my number two pre-seeing belfast uh and i think that it is just absolutely brilliantly directed and and i would always like to see mike mills get recognized so ladies you have five uh, this is um, <laughs> the, this is the <laughs> longest list I have. Bear with me. We're the last ones. It's fine. This is um, the one we were passionate about. <laughs> honorary mentions: Mike Mills and Guillermo del Toro. Um, do no wrong. Um, Kenneth Branagh for Belfast, just because at this point it would be a little bit ridiculous to count him out. Um, so as much as one may want to, but <laughs> there's so much the Academy be like that sometimes. There's so much talk around him, and black and white films are in this year again. Again, <laughs> they were ever out. <laughs> everyone's making black and white films this year. So, um, Pablo Larraín for Spencer. Yes. Joel Cohen for Tragedy of Macbeth. Uh, Julia de Cornell for Titan, because we're manifesting. <laughs> Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog. And wishes uh sean header for coda unfortunately people have stopped talking about that film which is why yeah. i didn't put in my official yeah. predictions but i would love to As see they it should that's what a august one release will do for you 
Yeah, Coda's yeah. been flying way too under the radar mm-hmm. because it's still one. It's in my top ten. It's like my number two. <laughs> Excuse you. It came yeah, out it's... August fourteen. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I do August think 14. I do think there's a chance that they could run a campaign closer to actual voting and like revive oh, it. If like um, Marley Maitland will show up at everything, and I think she will. So yeah, because um, it's kind of like passing. Passing is having a resurgence. Hopefully, Cora can do that as well. Which is why yeah. I have Rebecca Hall is another wish. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lin Manuel for Tick Tick Boom. Uh, Chloe Zhao for Toodles. So my official wish closing off, like my actual pick for wish, uh, we agreed that Emma Seligman for Shiba Baby. Yeah, so there we go. In a perfect got, <laughs> Yeah, I've got I've got pretty much the same as far as it's considering as my my ends with Bronna. I got Paul Tom Sanderson champion. I do think Spielberg is going to get in. I've said this on this podcast a thousand times. I don't care if that movie is mediocre. I just feel like this is going to be a movie that's going to get 10 nominations no matter what, just because, A, it's Steven Spielberg. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, that's what it is. I My fifth slot, I have Adam McKay in for Don't Look Up right now. Uh, the Academy loves Adam McKay, and I just love Leonardo DiCaprio. So, like, I mean, it is what it is. You know what I mean? How you guys feel about, you know, how you feel, Josie, about Richard Madden, I would do, you know, I would, I would serve – Leonardo DiCaprio, his tea. So I mean, whatever he would want, I would I would do it for him. You're you're too um, old for him. I I know I am. That is true. No. If I shave my face, I don't know. You know what I mean? I could I I, I look a, I look a lot younger if I just you know go clean shaven. So I might have a chance. Small. Hey, I'm in L.A. next week, Leo. <laughs> I let you boy. Um, but no, with that being said, I, my one wishes, I, I have about 450 of them, but I'll narrow it down to maybe just a couple of them. Um, let's see here. Frey Kranz for Mass. I, I, again, it's one of those movies I didn't think had to be as good directed as it did. Uh, come on, come on, Mike Mills. I, I, I adore that movie. I adore it. I, every time I think about that movie, I think about how much I loved it. I think Joaquin's going to get nominated. I really do think that he's going to slide into that fifth slot and, Rightfully so, that movie's so good. And it's and I said this the other day. Everybody that thinks Belfast is winning Best Picture, and anybody that has seen both that and Come On, Come On, please give me, please give me five reasons why Belfast would deserve it over Come On, Come On. And you can't, like, it's, you just, in my opinion, you can't. The Oscars <laughs> aren't about what deserves Best Picture. No, I know that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm talking about well, that's what the it's, a for. It's, it's a heartwarming tale and blah, blah, blah. I love the message that is within Come On, Come On. Like, it's so, and it was so, it was told in this unique and powerful way that it just, I mean, it, obviously, like I said, it checks all the boxes, in my opinion, of what a best picture is. Not what we want and not always what we want, um, but I think... Just real quick, come on, come on, it's so current. And if yes. the economy <laughs> loves something, is like current cinema. And I think... I love Come On, Come On, too. I think we all love Come On, Come On mm-hmm. here. It's Very big. I do will. It's Joaquin Phoenix in a black and white movie. You know, you don't have to tell me any more than that. Woody Norman just ask him. I will continue saying it. I just need to see them, like, run a campaign for that movie. And then I'll start believing in it. Well, we know what Joaquin... I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll run a campaign for it. Joaquin will just, like... Uh, they'll just be awkwardly <laughs> showing up at places. In a hoodie. <laughs> exactly. I love you, but I feel like if I was ever in his, that would be me. You know what I mean? Like he'd just be awkwardly like, "Oh, everybody's talking about me." Like I'm just gonna hide in a corner somewhere and be like, "Yeah, it's not what I want." Talking about me, exactly. Exactly. That's how you got the Oscar. He's done it before. 
Play hard to get. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, um, another one I really loved, and I know this is not, it's like a one wish throw at the wall, but I really love James Samuel's direction in The Harder They Fall. I loved it so much. I, I just want to talk about that movie because I, I love it. it so much. We have to see it. Yeah, it's so good. I saw it in theaters and it plays, I've seen it on theaters and I've seen it on Netflix now and it plays better in theaters, which it always does, always does. But that doesn't really mean anything. But um, that's another one. If you if you could get nominated off like, I mean, you can, but like that one single sing from Idris Elba was I don't know. I've, I my favorite part of that movie is Lakeith Stanfield. To be honest with you, I thought he was phenomenal mm-hmm. in that movie. I would not like. I it's wouldn't act cast. I mean, it's so much being it, it Lakeith Stanfield, Sassy Beats, Sassy Beats. Oh like, god, it, like, it's her. just hello, Jonathan Major. Jonathan but the best, like the best joke of the year, like by far. Love. Yeah. Also. I just want to throw this out here that there's a singer cameo in Red Notice that's better than the singer cameo in The Eternals. So I'm just going to leave it at well, that. Too bad it's no one, one will best. ever see it's, Red Notice. It's one of the best, honestly. I, I, It took a lot for me not to tell you, Ricky, right after I watched it, but I wanted yeah. to be surprised. We're not going to spoil it because not everybody has seen Red Notice. Please see Red Notice because it's awesome. Um look, <laughs> Don't look, see Red Notice. <laughs> we, all have, we all have our version of trash. Right, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Movie trash, as I like to say it. And yeah. action movies and The Rock are my kind of movie trash. So you know what I mean? It is what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, Red Notice made me long for Jungle Cruise, so, uh, which I didn't hey, think I, I could Jungle do. Jungle Cruise. I enjoyed Jungle Cruise more well, than I expected, but also same. not in 40x, so it was a religious experience. <laughs> I, I was. It was her first time. Wild. 40x is awesome. But especially for Jungle Cruise, See, it, it was felt, a Disney ride. It was a Disney ride. It was legitimately a Disney ride. It was her I'm first saying, time screaming. <laughs> seeing The Rock in Red Notice just made me want to rewatch Jungle Cruise instead. So with that being said, I really, okay, so 40X, for those of you at home that don't know what 40X is, yeah. it is amazing. Okay. It is a roller coaster literally for the entire team. So I saw, I've seen some bad movies in Red in 40X though too. You have to see a certain the movie. Squad? The Suicide Squad, that was bad in 40X. I, I saw the movie Midway in 40X. It was that, it was that war movie that came out. I think it was like 2019-ish. Okay. And it was one of my, it was, I think it might've been my first movie in 40X. It was so bad that I was falling asleep, but midway through the movie, action starts happening. Midway through the movie? starts flying everywhere. And I'm, I'm awake, okay? I'm sorry, was I sleeping? You know what? That's a good way for people that are saying that Eternals doesn't have enough action. Just put them in 40X. Honestly. <laughs> see them rock around. Oh, I've I saw Sonic like, oh, the Hedgehog in 40X too. That was really <laughs> awesome in 40X. <laughs> So every I mean, time that Sonic revved up, it was like, all right, seat's moving, it's time to go. <laughs> I mean, uh, my first 40X movie was Aquaman, so you can imagine my surprise. <laughs> I'm sorry. That movie we all so drowned. <laughs> that movie's so bad. I liked it. <laughs> yeah. It's one of the worst comic movies trash. of all time. I mean, oh, if everyone's trash is Dune this year, then my trash is Aquaman. <laughs> well, Dune is trash, so let's move on. Um, with that being said... I'm sorry. I got more emotion from He's All That than I did Dune, okay? Well, you're right. not wrong. I'm yeah. on your side. <laughs> I cried in Dune, okay? <laughs> I wanted to, but anyways. Yeah. <laughs> even... if, if Denis Villeneuve was snubbed for Arrival, 
he's I, I don't think he deserves it for due. That's all I'm saying. And Arrival's one of my I favorite movies think- of all time. I think I it's the box office. If he's the thing that like saves the box office this year with Dune, if that happens, oh, oh, oh. I think whoa, 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 Time out. Saving the box office. Excuse like me. Let me introduce you to one man that saved the box office. <laughs> oh my god. The number one movie in the there. world. Thank you very much. Okay. Okay. Vin okay. Diesel saved Screamed the box office. Can. Huh? Screamed a can. Yeah. So. On the beach. Festival de Khan, France. Festival de Khan. On the beach. Vin Diesel on the screen. <laughs> they really did that. I'm not joking. Vin Diesel on the beach. Vin Diesel is Literally. amazing. Y'all will not slay. I'm I've been manifesting a Vin Diesel interview for my entire existence. So oh my gosh. I, I love that for you. I- <laughs> my I list is you. short. My <laughs> list is short of who I would like, and Vin Diesel's okay. on that list. You know what I mean? It's like the Is he above or below DiCaprio? Oh, he's ooh. Above. Ooh. Vin no, DiCaprio, DiCaprio's one. Like, actually, okay. DiCaprio's two. DiCaprio's two, actually. Chazelle's one. Chazelle's okay. my, that's my all-time, like, like, I, my problem with this, and I've said this to you guys, I said this to Jacob before, if I interviewed Chazelle, I'd look like this. <laughs> I'd just be in awe, and then in the, in the corner over here, the Zoom lady would be like, you have one minute left. Oh, shit, I didn't even ask any questions. Like, <laughs> Just You're staring, staring at him. <laughs> it's just a staring contest. It, it would That's be. the interview. Best interview of all time. They'll it think is. that your internet connection is bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, we can't reach him. Huh. <laughs> so strange. And I'll release the yeah, interview. Here's my full interview with uh, <laughs> Stephen Chazelle. Release it as a podcast contest. and it's just like, just silence. Yeah. Who's, I'll go to the table. Bucket list Bucket list interviews real quick before we move on to our top three Oscar wins. Anybody? Ooh. Oh, oh my God. Um, Wes Anderson. I want to know what he's smoking. Yes. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I, I know what Nicole's would be. There... I mean, yeah, mine are Kenneth Prada and Greta Gerwig. So, okay. Love that for you. Yeah. <laughs> I missed the question through all the laughing. <laughs> oh, bucket list interview. Bucket interview. interview. Okay. Um, Richard Madden. I'm See, sorry. okay, I was I like, told that one. I was like, is mine Tom Hiddleston? And then I realized that much like Ricky. Listen, I, I got so close. That <laughs> I got so close to being able to interview Richard for the podcast before Eternals, and then it just fell through. And I'm like, someday. I'm so sorry. Someday. Um, sounds like my story with Megan Podcast Fox. was made. And then it was released. <laughs> I will I will work on helping you manifest that, Josie. Thank yeah. you. Her's next yeah. film. Who's Citadel? I had, <laughs> I had an interview with Megan Fox lined up and that fell through, but that's a different so- story for a different yeah. day. I think I think you I think you're good on that one. <laughs> she could have told you <laughs> the I am weed story. Well, yeah. Whenever you find out you didn't get to interview because the, there's individuals that were in the movie that are not promoting the movie because they didn't like how the movie turned out. That was the, the greatest thing that has ever existed in my life. Yep. So speaking of transitioning to Oscar wins, I don't know how you get transitioned from Megan Fox to Oscar wins. I don't know how that happens, but it just Why not? did. So <laughs> I wanted to, before, <laughs> before we go, I wanted to find out what everybody's top three Oscar wins. And I'll start with the ladies below me here. Ooh. Definitely Chloe Zhao. That made me very happy. You know what made me happier than Chloe Zhao winning? Emerald Fennell. Emerald Fennell beating Aaron Sorkin. That was <laughs> um, definitely a parasite. 
I didn't expect that one. I expected it for did. international, but best picture, I did not expect I it. That was a wish. I predicted it. So and that was made happy. me really happy. You know what also made me happy? Not, And I'm not a huge Shape of Water stan. Um, I liked it. I'm not saying it was bad. I am. But, but like seeing Guillermo del Toro <laughs> win best director did like, you know, it touched my heart. Um, also, obviously, Alfonso Cuarón for Roma. Roma getting all the, the love and praise. I, I love that. Uh, green Book. <laughs> I was going to jokingly have that at my top three just to get everybody's reaction, but I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Like, I can't even joke about that nonsense. So. No, we don't joke about that here. We don't do that. We don't do that here. <laughs> Nicole? Okay. Um, one of my favorites is Jacqueline Duran winning Best Costumes for Anna Karenina. That is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yes, I'm super excited for Cyrano because I love a Joe Wright film when he does period dramas <laughs> when he does things that are not period dramas i think he should not um but jacqueline Duran's costumes for anna karenina are like my favorite thing ever um my favorite best actress one of all time is and this is like so stereotypical of me to say but it's katherine hepburn for the lion in winter um i've been obsessed with the movie the lion in winter since i was like 14 um which is everything that you need to know about what i was like as a high schooler uh and i love that win so much um, and then actually, this is maybe controversial, and this is also funny because this win beat one of my other favorite nominations of all time, but I loved seeing Taika Waititi win Best Adapted Screenplay for Jojo Rabbit. Oh, yeah. um, I'm obsessed with that screenplay. I'm obsessed Jacob with- Jacob hated Jojo Rabbit. And look, it, I, I, it did hurt me to see Greta Gerwig lose, but also like- It didn't hurt Taika's, me. When he won, is one of my favorite Oscar speeches. So yeah, yeah. He, I think we were. I think I can say a lot of us were very happy. I remember my group chats were exploding because it was like, yes, Taika. Yeah. yeah. Jacob was not happy because he does not like Jojo Rabbit because he. I like Taika Waititi. So. <laughs> that was, was very diplomatic. He also personally <laughs> ruined Free Guy for me. So Look, Taika Waititi gave me Thor Ragnarok and gave me Loki and Thor Ragnarok. And for that, I will be eternally grateful. Honestly. (laughs) Ready for for what? I'm ready for me to forget that he was in Free Guy. Just wipe it from your memory. (laughs) He was fun in Free Guy. No, he's so in Free Guy. So uh, I've been on record a million times. I know Ricky will do the same thing. I think Rocky is probably one of the coolest wins of all time. Um, it's one of my favorite, especially over the movies it beat. Um, I mean, that was a year network, taxi driver, um, all the president's men, like just like powerhouse movies. And then this indie, like tiny budget movie came in. I think it was like the first indie to actually win the uh, best picture, which, um, I just think it's so cool. Um, second, uh, I'd probably go. I'll go Return of the King, winning Best Picture, just completing the sweep, um, going eleven of eleven. I think Ricky hasn't seen Return of the King, so he can't talk about it. But um, I think that's so cool. And then, for sure. <laughs> um. And then my third I saw, is actually I saw the be... first two. I don't think I need to see the third one. Oh, but you do. Yeah. <laughs> you really do. <laughs> he hasn't seen Death Boat. He hasn't <clears throat> seen anything. Um, 
And then my third is going to be like a personal one. Um, it's Brie Larson for Room. That was one of the first times I ever actually like watched a movie. Yeah. <laughs> watched a movie and then followed someone like the entire, um, like the entire run. And then that's the first time I ever actually like watched the Oscars. So I'll be like, oh, like I want this person to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. So me enjoying the Oscars has a lot to do with Brie Larson. So I'm going to go with her. Fair. Um, I, if I never have to see anything Lord of the Rings ever again, I'd be the happiest man in the world. Um, I mean, you with, don't. You can watch the TV yeah. show. I will not watch no TV show either. But uh, the only thing that I ever took away from Lord of the Rings that I really did like is having a second breakfast. That was my favorite part of that entire movie. That's, um, the, that's the cultural that's impact valid. that mattered that's to valid. you. It was. Yeah. It was. It, that, I mean, the second bre- breakfast is like the best meal of the day. Well, you, know, you got <laughs> breakfast for dinner. But my three wins, one will not, well, most of them will not surprise a lot of people. Actually, Di- DiCaprio winning meant a lot to me. He didn't deserve it, in my opinion. That was one of my first Oscars. So uh, Fastbender should have won, won for Jaws. I still say that to this day because I love that movie unapologetically. But DiCaprio winning, like, it was, I cried like a baby just because I followed DiCaprio's entire career. And I just loved, you know, he should have had, like, six by yeah. that time frame. But... It was still a moment, you know what I mean? It's still that moment. I literally watched those Oscars because I wanted him to win. First time I had an Oscar party, and we literally all held hands in a circle, and we chanted. Not even joking. I wish I was. We chanted, and then he won, and I was like, our power. You did that. All right. Ricky should say that. So what, what, when we get the Oscars this year, I plan on, like, whatever one it is, we need to get in a circle and re-manifest this win, all right? Just fly over here. Exactly. You know we'll kidnap I mean? Cole and Justin and just be like, let's chant. We're going to do it like the middle of, like, Times Square. Just everybody in a circle, you know what I mean? Oh, my just, God. Oh, my God. The power that would generate. Everyone, we, we can make a Facebook event for it. Exactly. Make yes. It. Oh, my God. Let's do the Oscar chant circle. Titan <laughs> <laughs> for best picture. OCC Oscar chant circle. Love that. Branding. Richard Everyone Madden, like brings, <laughs> brings like a uh, like ornament, throws it in a big fire in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing says, hey, Academy, consider us for your <laughs> then, Oscar chant circle. Yeah. <laughs> And then this guy shows up because he's like, anybody say cult? I mean, anybody Actually, say- forget Times Square. We need to go to LA. We need to do it around the Oscar Museum. Oh my God. The Academy Museum. Oh my God. It's going to be like Money Heist, my- but it's just like vote. <laughs> exactly. Dude, that's a movie. We just wrote a movie. How, how Green Book really won Best Picture. They kidnapped the votes and changed the votes. And Honestly. that's how Green Book. That's a great spoof movie. I don't care what anybody. We printed new ones. <laughs> I mean, that's one of my worst Oscar years because Black Klansman was my number one of oh, that year, God. and it got so brutally snubbed. And yeah, Spider Man yeah. Into the Spider Verse should have been nominated for Best Picture. Yep. Yep. I agree. There was a lot of bad things that happened that year. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was absolutely like, zero for that campaign. 2019. What, what was going on? What's up? <laughs> what happened? Yeah. My other two uh, favorite Oscar wins, Scorsese winning for director uh, for The Departed. Like, that was the same thing for me. Like, he should have probably won about 10 of them by then. But The Departed is also my all-time favorite movie. So, like, that's just... Um, Ruthie Carter winning costume design for Black Panther. That's another one. That was such a, like, a... 
it was just that, you know what I mean? I just really, you have to say is that I feel like, and she was snubbed for Dolomite is my name. Just want to throw that out there while we're talking about it, because Dolomite, I still one of my favorite movies of that year. And then of course, Parasite winning best picture. Um, that to me, like meant the world. Like it was, it was amazing to watch um, that movie. Win. It should have, like, I'm so glad it won best picture. And yes, it should have won Jacob. Sorry. Um, no, I think I've, my thing is, I don't even like Parasite that much, but I still will support and defend that win to the death. Yeah. Like, yeah. I love Parasite. The power that has, the impact that has. <laughs> yeah. And if you've watched any of the last couple uh, Marvel movies, you Marvel stands out there, you've had to read the screen. So go watch Parasite. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Just saying. I was actually saying that with Shang-Chi. Oh my God. They made people, they made the Marvel fandom read subtitles. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So um, with that being said, I want to close with everybody just giving some plugs. Josie, I'm going to give us some plugs for where we can find you guys' work at. So today I am not film posters. We are film talk. We are film talk. (laughs) (laughs) Take it away. Um, you can find Film Talk, our podcast Film Talk, on youtube.com slash fullcinema. You can also listen to us on Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. But I prefer, and most people do prefer, watching it because there's memes. Um, and I spend a lot of, I, I have a lot of time and effort that I put into the <laughs> graphics. So go watch it on YouTube. Um, you can find me, Ileana Melendez, on Twitter and Instagram at Captain Melendez. Where can you find you? And you can find me at the Josie Marie on Twitter and Letterboxd. And you can find Full Circle Cinema, our outlets, at Full Circle Cine on Twitter and Instagram. I just want to throw it out there that I saw you guys' uh, opening of your uh, video, and I was like, I'm kind of envious of that. So uh, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. You know what I mean? It's called production. It's called production. Well, I, 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 might need to, I might need to be in contact because I might need something because I just – Do a whole course on it. My this. DMs are open. Awesome. <laughs> Nicole. Yeah, I am on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, at Nicole Ackman 16. I've got a link tree like everywhere that has links to all the different places that I write and podcast and do things. Is that a tree uh, that has a link on it? It is. It's, it's a tree with many links. Okay. Um, Can you find it on the line? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but I, I'm mostly over at Next Best Picture, and then I also have my own podcast called Petticoats and Poppies, where my friend Maggie and I talk about period dramas from the perspective of two people who studied history and work sort of in film in some manner. Heck yeah. Love that. (laughs) Yeah. I, anytime I can bring up a good in the intern reference, I do. Cause I I love the internship. Sorry. The internship. Um, I love that movie so much. It's just, my parents are like obsessed with that movie. (laughs) It's so good. And actually my date. I feel like I accidentally just called you old. I'm so sorry. love that my parents love that you guys are gonna love wow that's payback for my this is payback yeah yeah not even (laughs) destroyed correct you can find jacob on twitter at tberry57 myself at oldman32 um you can go to the website at the musiccitydropin.com to check out all of our latest movies reviews and articles uh, check out the other shows on the Drive-In Podcast Network, um, from Film Optics to 50 Years of Music and so many more. Thank you guys for so uh, for tuning in this week. I really just... <laughs> it was a yeah, party. Just... 
Thank you, everybody, for joining us. And I don't even know. Let's just end this shit right now. <laughs>